Are you ready to open your private practice this summer and make the leap into entrepreneurship? Introducing Make the Leap, our new offering by the Successful Nurse Coaches. Make the Leap is a four-month group coaching program that is designed to help you create your first paid client. Join our experienced lead coaches, Sean and Amy, as they guide you through the Successful Nurse Coach Method, helping you create your first paid client in 30 days or less. Not only will you get access to our course that teaches you all the things on how to create clients in a non-icky way, will also be personalized mentorship, weekly group calls, and actionable steps to launch your business from just beginning into the Paid Coach Club. Since we are not running new mentorship groups this summer, we didn't want to leave those of you who are ready to begin hanging out in space waiting for the next group to start. This group is a great way for new coaches who have yet to begin their coaching practice or for coaches who have five paid clients or less. This is the most affordable way to work with our team. So be sure to check out the link in the bio. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook. Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. On this podcast, Laura and Shelby, both board certified nurse coaches, show you how to make as much money as you want in private practice as a nurse coach. Hello and welcome back everybody. This is Shelby from the Successful Nurse Coaches and I am so glad that you are here joining me today for a solo episode where we are going to talk about what my schedule (laughs) looks like to hopefully paint a picture for you of what a full-time nurse coaching business look like, what it can look like. Um, It is my hope that you take what you need from this episode as inspiration and leave the rest (laughs) that does not speak to you or you're like, that doesn't actually sound too exciting for me. That is the beauty of this role, of this job, of this career is that you get to make it look exactly how you want it to look. And I know in the beginning, I would have just paid <laughs> to, to have this information just to, to see what it could look like. So I want to start by actually rewinding a bit of the timeline here and taking you back to 2018 when I started my business. I started in September of that year and... I actually clicked all the way back on my Google calendar and was able to see what I was up to, to see what I was doing. And to be honest, it was a little trippy. Um, I live and breathe by my Google calendar and I put everything that I do in there just to keep my head, head on straight. And when I was reflecting back on almost four years ago, I was just so proud (laughs) of previous me, I, it's easy to forget all of those, all of those details and just how challenging it was. Um, but I took some pretty crazy action in the beginning. And I really do think that it laid the foundation for my business to grow quickly. Um, but we'll get into everything that that looks like and the logistics of it all. Um, I will share everything. So a little a little context for what was going in my life going on in my life in 2018 i was roughly 5 months pregnant with my first baby i had just quit my job i had just started my practice and my husband and i were living in northern new york 
which we were living in a military town about 20 minutes south of Canada. (laughs) And if you know me, you know that I'm from Texas. I was out of my element in every single way possible. I grew up in Austin. I did travel nursing to big cities. Not that I'm afraid of living in the middle of nowhere. That's totally fine. It's just like, and to my New Yorkers, I don't mean this as a personal attack, but I found it hard to relate <laughs> to to New Yorkers. They aren't as warm and friendly and fuzzy as we are here in Texas. And, you know, I just didn't really feel like I, um, I made some good friends in, in New York, but I didn't, I didn't feel like the overall population was somewhere I could call home, which is all good. We were there temporarily. Um, but I did all these things. We were in major life transition. That seems to be my theme is being in transition all the time. But I I looked back at October of 2018. I've been in actively working on my business for about six weeks. And I remember I graduated certification and we had our in-person gathering in August. And my travel contract was ending in September. I had a friend of mine coming up to visit us and we were going to Niagara Falls (laughs) in September as well. And I just decided to take September off to take a break before I started this new thing. And retrospectively, being able to kind of like ponder on that, it's because I was scared to get started. I told myself that I wanted a break because I earned it, which is true. And it's also true that I was scared to get started. And I didn't start working with my coach until like the very beginning of October. So I had a reason to wait because I didn't know what I was doing. I'm using air quotes, if you can't tell. (laughs) But I started in October, started with my coach. And what I noticed on my calendar is like, I did not have meetings to meet with a website designer or to get my business cards done or any of that stuff. I had a really amazing coach in the beginning. If you're my client, you've heard me say that, say this, that none of it matters until you actually have a business. So like go and connect with people. You don't need a business card to coach. And I, so I just followed her advice and I connected and invited and I counted the calls that I had on my books for that month. And I had eight initial calls. And if you're also my client, I may have shared with you about all of the people that I actually reached out to in those first few months, hundreds, hundreds of people, pages and pages of Excel sheets. And this was because I wanted to have an online business because my family does move quite often compared to most. And I only had like four or 500 Facebook friends at the time. And so I spent a lot of time just expanding my network through social media and connecting, right? Not inviting everybody, but connecting with folks. And I don't have a number of how many I invited to calls, but I do know that I had eight calls on the books. And if you remember from last week's episode with Sheila, you know, she, she said that she reached out to over a hundred people and had seven calls on the books. So this is a, I mean, I know two isn't necessarily, or two case studies isn't research data, but it is a trend. So I had eight calls on the books. I had my own personal coaching call on the books. I had signed three clients that month, which was really exciting looking back on how terrible I used to be at proposals, that's really actually kind of surprising (laughs) to me. Um, But I started with three clients and 
I also had a lot of doctor's appointments between my OB and uh, this is when I had just learned that something was up with my heart. So uh, I just had a lot of time at the doctor during during that month of my life. And I had also a lot of space. <laughs> I wasn't working. Um, I was fighting, you know, pregnancy fatigue and other things. Um, I was dealing with a pretty significant like health spook at that time. I didn't have a technical aneurysm yet, but it was headed that way. And I, again, I'm just, and this isn't meant to come off as braggy, but I am really proud of previous me for showing up even when I had every reason not to. Um, I know that there are folks out there with a lot bigger and greater challenges than what I was dealing with at the time. But again, I hope that by sharing where I was at, then it just shows a way through that you two, even if it's a little slower, even if it looks different, you can absolutely find a way through. Now, fast forward to 2019. This is like right when I just got back from maternity leave. I had my daughter in March, March 31st of that year. And um, in September, I had just like reactivated my coaching self. And I told my coach something outrageous. I was like, I want to have a $10,000 month. And she kind of looked at me like I was a little crazy. But she was a little crazy too, so it was all good. And she's like, "All right, let's let's do it." And then the next day is when Laura called me and wanted to partner potentially on helping some of our colleagues getting their getting their businesses up and running. And again, looking back at that, it's easy to assign like this divine moment and how Laura and I just knew that everything was going to work out and that we had any freaking clue as to what was going to come next. In reality, we just didn't. We saw a need, or I should say Laura saw a need. She roped me in <laughs> graciously and we jumped in together. Um, we really didn't even know if this had any longevity to it. I had no idea if I even liked Laura as a business partner, <laughs> which, um, spoiler, I totally do. I got very lucky in that department, but there's just so much unknown there. Uh, but we took action anyway. And so we had our first group coaching call that month. Um, I was still connecting and inviting. I counted eight like first calls on the books that month. And I still had my coaching call. I was working out a few times a week with the local mom workout group, which was fun. And this is also when I was just starting working with the Nurse Coach Collective, helping train nurses on how to become nurse coaches. So I had a few student calls sprinkled in that month as well. And yeah, it's fun to look back and just see all the pieces start to like fall together and assimilate. It's, again, kind of wild to, to reflect on. So then let's jump forward another year. 2020. Um, yeah, I'll just leave 2020 at that. <laughs> uh, but here it is again, connecting and inviting. And I know that I'm like beating a dead horse here, but I really do think that this is why my business was able to grow with such a strong foundation is because I prioritized connecting and inviting. Again, back in 2019, I did not know what was going to happen next, but I did what I needed to <laughs> to still create clients and to take action. And that is connecting and inviting with folks. So I had 10 initial calls on the books that week. And remember 10 initial calls, I probably did 40 or 50 messages to get those 10 initial calls on the books. 
I had two client calls at the time. I had a, I think we had two group, two group calls going at that time. By 2020, I believe Laura and I had split to host our own groups. And so we had, I had one and Laura had one. This is where like us building a business kind of starts to form. We started having weekly, weekly team meetings. Um, we had I, my coaching call still on the books there. Same coach all three years, by the way, by the way, 2018, 19 and 20, I had the same coach. And I also added therapy <laughs> to, to the list there. Um, by this time, I knew that I had an aneurysm and anxiety was taking a pretty big toll on me. And I know my therapist will never be listening to it, but holy smokes, she's a total godsend. And yeah, I remember actually in October is when they were deciding if I was going to need surgery within the next few weeks. Um, so again, a pretty stressful moment in time for me. Uh, but what I see here is someone who is fully resourced, right? I have a business partner. We were supporting our team, AKA each other. <laughs> uh, I had my therapist, I had my coaching call, I had my clients. And then also I still had some students um, that I was working with uh, through the collective as well. And I know that I'm talking in months, like the full month at a time here. Uh, but to give a little bit more context of like week to week, what these numbers play out to be, I worked from maybe like nine, eight thirty nine in the morning till about three in the afternoon. Um, that's like my window of availability, my window of what, um, I want to be available for. <laughs> and not every day was back to back calls by any means. Some days I would only have calls on Monday or Wednesday, and then the west rest of the week was empty or vice versa. There was still a lot of space in my schedule in 2020. It was starting to feel a little bit more full compared to, to years in the past, but like there was some routine to my week every week after about a year and a half of just floating day to day. It, but there's still plenty of time to schedule what I needed to schedule for myself, for my family, all, all the things. And that was done completely intentionally. Like I, a big reason of why I left traditional medicine is I'd never wanted to work a weekend ever again. So I just didn't. <laughs> I just didn't. I know it's tempting, but just if you can avoid working weekends, give you give yourself a break, give yourself a rest. Um, and then jumping forward to 2021, we had, again, maybe I know I had two group spaces for myself in 2021, like two group coaching spaces. Um, I believe Laura had more than I did at the time. Not that that matters. Laura, Laura just really loves to hustle. Sometimes it's part of her personality. <laughs> and so that's the beauty of our business is that we get to do that. Um, but I had two of my own group spaces. I still had my students that looked like there was some students graduating that month, which is always exciting. This is when we started our podcast and or we started planning our podcast in October of 2021. Uh, side note about podcasts. I thought we were going to like get the information we needed in October and start November, but we did not launch until February. So if you have a podcast idea, just know from ground zero to finish, it, it takes some time. Um, and then we also, like, I still had my own coach. We started meeting with a business strategist and I'm still going to therapy. So 
the reason I point those things out is that I was very well resourced during this period of growth. And this is post open heart surgery. This is all the things. And this is where our income was becoming very predictable and we could start dreaming to the next big thing and bringing it into life. So we could bring more people in our strategist to help us pull that off. And then now I'm looking at my calendar for May and I have one, two, three, three, four. I have four group calls that I facilitate every week, mostly every week. There is a sixth one that I host two times a month. I have a workshop on my schedule this week. I have a connection call with an old client of mine this week. I have some student calls. Um, I have a actually like a group student call tonight. And I'm graduating some students this week as well. And besides working with my students, which sometimes falls in the evening, I'm done by 3 p.m. every day. Again, because my brain kind of quits <laughs> at 3 p.m. Uh, but I'm just looking at how all of this effort over almost four years has added up to this, has added up to me coaching every single day for exactly the amount of time I want to in the exact capacity that I want to. Just like this wouldn't be possible. The idea of hosting four group calls every week, that's close to... 30, 35 clients that we have every single week. I just like did not have the capacity for that in my brain when I was a new, new coach. And so seeing it play out over time of adding things strategically, of growing my own capacity, deepening my coaching skill, like all of this over time has led to my week this week. And there's some days on my schedule to where things <laughs> that I accidentally schedule things back to back. And those days are crazy. But most of the time, you know, I schedule in my lunch break every single day. I make sure that I get up and walk around. I work from home. So get up and walk around, maybe even squeeze in some a workout during my workday, which is actually been pretty consistently happening for myself, which I'm pretty proud of. Um, but yeah, I wanted to share some of the logistics with you. Because I know in the beginning, it's like, oh, if I can create anything I want, that can sometimes feel overwhelming. <laughs> and so, again, take these ideas that might feel good or feel um, feel doable for now and then leave the rest. If, if scheduling your lunch break every day feels a little bit like overkill, then please don't. <laughs> um, but here, here were my takeaways in doing kind of like the, the back end information gathering of, of this episode is that I always had support. And I know that we preach this all the time, but I want to reiterate it again. There was not a day in my coaching business that I did not have somewhere to go and bounce ideas off of or decompress or talk through the BS with or the imposter syndrome or the lack of confidence or the whatever. I've always every day had a space for that. Even even when business wasn't my primary focus, like when I became a mom or when I was planning for my surgery. Yeah, I just have always, always had support. And I think that's what's made this doable for me. Um, I've always had eight or 10 new calls on the books every single month. And that's intense. 
I doubt it's been every single month that I have had eight, but I would argue more often than not, it has been eight every single month. Or there, I said it again. Most months, that's the phrase I'm looking for. I don't have Laura here to to help me troubleshoot my words. Eight calls most months <laughs> that I've started my practice. And again, I I really do think that that has helped not only me sharpen my skill of connecting, but also sharpen my skill of proposals too, which is, again, how you build your practice. I have worked mostly from nine to three every day, give or take a few special, special circumstance, but that's that's the way my, my calendar most of the time plays out. In the beginning, I did have a few group calls in the evenings and not that I minded them, but I just much prefer to coach in the morning. And again, over time, I took consistent action every single week, every single month. And I bet I could find a month where I've just felt completely lost and I didn't know what to do next. And there wasn't a lot on my calendar, but I picked myself up the next month and I found things to put on my calendar, found people to connect with. I found, I found ways to move the needle forward in my practice. And when you're just starting out again, this can feel so daunting. And how do I get from point A to point B? I don't even know how to say a money price out loud. I didn't either. I had no idea, no idea about business period, end of story. And I figured it out and I know you can too. So I hope this was helpful team. Shine a, shine a little bit of light behind the curtain here of just what's on, what's been on my calendar and what's on my calendar this week. Um, if you would like to get on my calendar and have a chat with me, <laughs> shoot me, shoot me a Facebook message. I'll be happy, happy to put you on my list of eight connections this month. And yeah, come hang out with us in the free Facebook group, the successful nurse coaches. We're happy to answer any questions there. Um, in our group programs, we, I like to lead this meditation about basically dreaming into your ideal day. And I can honestly say that like 80% of the time I'm living my ideal day. So we support you in making all that happen, but come and hang out with us in the, the free Facebook group, connect with us, let us know what you think of this podcast episode, and we'll see you in the next one. Bye. 